0: Uh, hey, listener, so we we ran into a, a, a light technical issue where my laptop ran out of space and Audacity said, can't fucking, we, yeah, we can't, we can't record anymore. Uh, we fixed it, but good God, if you notice like, oh, hey, there's a little bit, there's a little bit in the middle where uh, it, it seems like something may have repeated or something like seems weird. Uh, that's why. Good God. Good fucking God. Oof. So, welcome everyone to Back in Action, episode 5. How could you fuck that up?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's like one of their biggest franchises. Like, how did you fuck up saying that Shrek was Pixar? Well, okay.
0: To be fair, I was just, I was drunk, and I was going off the cuff just thinking like, <laughs> Animation Studio, Pixar. Pixar.
1: Right. And then you thought Pixar, and the f- first film you
0: thought of. Well no, no, I was thinking Shrek and then I was like DreamWorks. I didn't think DreamWorks though. Why? I thought Animation Studio and then Why? I thought Pixar.
1: Why? If there are two if there are two movies, two animated feature films at all that are associated with the DreamWorks brand, it is absolutely Shrek and How to Train Your Dragon. I am
0: actually trying to think of other series that are associated with DreamWorks that I can like it prince of egypt they did prince of but egypt that's not really a series that's a single no
1: movie. um they did uh sinbad uh i don't know if anybody knows what that is i don't know if anyone oh. saw that <laughs> no nobody saw it <laughs> if if box office did they, did they make sure atlantis they huh not not atlantis no the, treasure no. island did they make treasure island no that was also disney, sure? that was also disney? no but atlantis was disney which right. is a film I watched a lot as a kid. Right.
0: So we we're, we we want to start the episode off by talking about things we got wrong. Obviously, I Kenny said a few things that were wrong actually in uh in the third episode. Uh, first off, I Trek was is not Pixar, and sure. it's, and second off, uh, I was fucking right. Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about when I said Sonic was on a system pr- before uh, the the, the Dream- Genesis. The Genesis. I almost said the Dreamcast. Oof! Oof. Uh, that would have been very wrong. Uh, the dolphin. Yeah. But the I think I said he was on like the Mega Drive. You which said is what he Alex kid was on. You
1: said he was on uh, the the Sega console before uh, the Genesis, which is which Genesis. is the Mega Drive. I which think. is the Mega Drive? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, we have a computer right next to us. I have an idea. We could
1: Sega consoles list of why just Sega, Sega consoles consoles. So, release dates. Um, the Mega Drive is the Genesis by the looks of it. No, they had oh, one before. I, yeah, I, I could have sworn. S- I could have sworn they had a console before.
0: The SG-1000. The Master System. Master System. Si- that's, that is it.
1: So you were it's right the with the System. Mega Drive. The Mega Drive, for those of you who don't know, is the European version of the Genesis. Right. It's, I um, think it's
0: what, it's what people outside of countries that matter called it. Um, yes, it was the Mega Drive. Yeah. And then
1: here in America, it was the Genesis. Yes. Which is weird because Genesis
0: usually means the beginning of something. It's the first book of the Bible. Right. And it's their third console. It's the third console.
1: I think it was because it was their first major release in the states. The, because the Master System, as far as I understand, didn't sell that well in the states.
0: Yeah, but it did. It was sold
1: in the states. So correct. Yeah. But I mean, Genesis put them on the map. Right. Definitely. And, uh, and then everything after that put them off the map. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic was 1991, not mm-hmm. 1989. Yes, as as Ken, yeah. very incorrectly at stated. Me with.
0: Uh, and also, I would like us to just you know, I don't know how I put it. Uh, acknowledge that we have a logo. We've had a logo since episode one, but
1: we we designed the logo you after mi- episode one was recorded. You might have looked at it if you're listening to this on Spotify, which, as far as I understand, Ken is one of the only ways. It's it's that in RSS. RSS. Yeah. Yeah, I made the logo. Uh, I made it in. Oh God. Uh, Google Drive has this version of like paint. Um, I made it in that and over the course of I think an hour, half an hour. Yeah, an hour and a half. It was a bit longer because I gave you the I made the first one and then you were like, nah, we need to, we need to fuck it up more.. Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, we wanted the logo to be a video game controller that was so fucked up and bizarre looking that it would be incomprehensible if you tried
1: actually paying attention <laughs> the, to it. The longer you looked at it the worse it got. Yeah,
0: and we we had a lot of fun with that. Justin came up with it being the WASD keys
1: mm. instead of like instead you know, of buttons. normal instead of normal face buttons because it's because it's the the top part is is a Super Nintendo controller and then it's a Super Nintendo controller with a <laughs> with with the 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 dong that you get on like the N64 controller down the center. But I made it way more pointed rather than smooth. I put a button on it instead of a stick, um, and for the face buttons, they are their keyboard keys. <laughs> and then of course, there's all this stuff that you yeah. can look at. That's all. And all of the buttons on them
0: have like incomprehensible symbols. I think there's an umlaut
1: in the middle. There's an umlaut in there. There's a there's an alpha in there. Uh, I put a gamma in there. I think. Yeah, we, I, I
0: I wanted to put in a few uh, Greek symbols because you know. I have I have
1: a few Greek connections. I put in punctuation. Yeah, that's that's I want to do that. Yeah, like a
0: semicolon or something. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful logo. I love it. It's ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's ugly. It's horrifying, but it's beautiful. (laughs) It's ours. Like that's that's why it's our beautiful mess. Absolutely yes.
1: As could be said for the whole show, really. Mm -hmm.
0: And also as follow-up, Persona Five. So we talked about this in episode four. Oh boy. Yeah the the homophobic scene that was. Cut? Replace? I guess replaced is the word we it's, should use It's now.
1: replaced, it wasn't cut, yeah. because that scene still exists. They didn't even change the actual models and or the, the number... yeah. Right, or the number of dialogue lines, they just changed what was in them. Yes,
0: and it has been made possibly worse, depending oh God, on it is, your position. It is so funny.
1: Yeah, which makes it even better, in my opinion. Instead of instead of soliciting him for gay sex, they think he's a crossdresser
0: No, 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 it's either that they think he's a crossdresser it's that they want to invite him to be a crossdresser mm-hmm. i think was the the main point of the uh, dialogue oh no one. you're right i'm yeah. remembering the lines now yes yeah,
1: yeah. He, they're still called the scruffy romantic and the uh beefy trendsetter. the beefy trendsetter by the way and we've only seen the replacement scene for when they're in in the city when they yeah. get approached in the city block. not seen that for the beach yet no which 31st persona 5 royal I'm for s- the states i'm actually
0: excited for
1: it That's, you're excited are you yeah. excited as i was for... For Doom Eternal, no,
0: no, because no, you, I, mean, I, you have a religious fervor, fervor for Doom. Ah,
1: Christ! And uh, unfortunately, I can't live it out to its fullest because my computer is uh, not, out. Yeah. not very well suited to run it. But we'll, we'll talk about that
0: a bit later. I still want to say about Persona Five. There was. Um, the, the funny thing about the scene is, the scene's still creepy. The it is. The scene is still wrong. They
1: are still creepy people, yes. But
0: they aren't, like, at least they're not predators now. Now they're just trying to invite him to a hobby. You know, just cross-dressing. Mm-hmm. Cross-dressing is not inherently, you know, like, the sexual identity or the gender identity thing. It can also be, like, you know, um, drag queens. Like, stuff like that. That is just a, that is a, f- a strange form of artistic expression. <laughs> you hop between a lot of different subject matters there. The the characters are just inviting him to a hobby. However, the way they do it is still creepy as fuck. Like if literally anyone tried talking to me like that, mm-hmm. was like, "Oh hey, we want you to play tennis with us" or something like that. Like li- literally anything, I think I would throat punch them.
1: I think they they cat called him too. They were like they were calling him like, "Oh come do do the hobby with us." Like they called him sweetie. I think at one point, mm-hmm. right? One of them did. Right. Yeah.
0: Again, if even if like a woman. Called me sweetie. I would immediately be on edge. Just, Out on the street? Yeah, like my, my brain would just recognize that human being as a threat. And I would do everything in my possible power to escape that situation. Sweetie is... is especially like in Milwaukee. Like if I was in the South or something. Mm. If I was in Virginia again, I'd be like, oh, okay. That might be a bit strange in the modern day and age. But I'm not gonna like... I'm not scared. Right, but,
1: but the Midwest culture. Yeah, we. Is so, no, you don't
0: call anyone sweetie.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you don't really talk to people out on the road, like outside, anyway. Like, yeah, like I
0: mean, that's that's sign number one that someone's homeless and about to ask you for money in Milwaukee is they talk to you. Almost no one will ever talk to you
1: unless two people are already walking with each other and they know each other. No one is stopped on the street by someone else trying to talk to. It just doesn't happen. People just don't. The only the only caveat I'll give to that is if you're in a line. If you're in a line like at
0: Walmart, then it's semi acceptable for like a dad to turn and talk to you. So like someone that you could put money on the table is over 40 and a white dude. Mm. He may turn around and talk to you and you have to humor
1: him. No, I don't and... want to racially profile the guy. to <laughs> <laughs> racially profile him as a father. As uh. a <laughs> Oh Christ, that was a great start. Actually,
0: that was that was in Walmart a few days ago. Well, not a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Was I was just not in a mood to be like interacted with at all. I had my AirPods in and I was like washing my hands at the sink. Right. Which everyone should be doing right now, by the way. Uh, I was washing my hands at the sink and this guy who was of that demographic, you know, a, a white 40-year-old dude, he like Wanted to get my attention and talk to me, and it was obviously not an emergency. He just wanted to like have a conversation with me in the fucking bathroom, which I immediately did not want. And he like reached over and tapped me on the shoulder, and I could see him, and I knew like I, I just don't want any of this. <laughs> and so, my immediate response when he tapped me on the shoulder was flat out, Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> I said those words out loud and he just turned around and he went to the urinal and I'm like, I'm I'm a happier Oh my fucking God I am Ken. a much happier man. You didn't now. have
1: to insult no, the man. I didn't
0: I didn't insult him. I just I just was incredibly firm and you didn't. a little I I didn't threaten him with violence. I didn't say I was going to like rip his urethra out through. For his those throat. of you
1: for for, tho- for those of you who are not in in the Midwest that is verbal assault in in Midwestern culture, like a stern. You don't
0: you don't you don't immediately swear at someone, right? You sh- I probably should have said I'd rather you not do that and walked out. Yes, it would have been that would have been much more appropriate. But I did not feel the need to be appropriate. I decided I just want no part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to leave now, and so I did that, and it worked. Praise be. Mm. And speaking of washing your hands and touching people,
1: coronavirus, uh, yeah, I'm the, sure those of you listening in Illinois are in fucking lockdown right now.
0: Yeah, uh, Justin and I, we have family and friends in Illinois, and uh, we're, we're hearing all about, I think it's Pritzker? Pritzker's the governor?
1: Pri- is it J.B. Pritzker?
0: I can't remember exactly, but
1: um, is in lockdown. Yes,
0: they, the governor announced a lockdown, I think, yesterday, Saturday,
1: 21st also i just found out today that my sister's school another school in wisconsin Mm -hmm. is uh they have no more physical classes for the rest of the semester Mm -hmm. will be all online for the rest of the semester she just got that news today that's sort of what
0: our school is doing too they haven't announced that that officially
1: but they're going to do that you think so oh
0: definitely like that's the smart thing to do a lot of so a lot of people are saying, all right, so let's, let's back up a little bit. If you're listening to this 30 years in the future or whatever, God knows why, but let's mm-hmm. say you are. The coronavirus was a virus that we believe started in China. Well, we don't believe. We know. It started, uh, in, it started in Wuhan, China. Yeah,
1: we know for, for, for certainty kind of where, where yeah. it
0: came from. It started in either November or December of 2019. Mm-hmm. And it has
1: since spread all over the world. I love the memes that we do. We are getting some solid memes out of it, oh, although yeah. they are they're they're kind of everywhere now. Yeah,
0: but one of the the meme is one of the symptoms of coronavirus is it makes you mm. want to travel <laughs> because a lot of a lot of Chinese people immediately just went all around the world and probably looking for a fucking cure. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I don't mean to alarm anyone. However, coronavirus is incredibly fucking weird because mm-hmm. you can have it asymptomatically for 14 days. Yep. You can... There are several different strains of it. Mm-hmm. If you're incredibly old,
1: super self-isolate. Everyone should self-isolate in general. Ken and I aren't practicing social distancing right now, but neither of us have it. We're yeah. not showing any symptoms, and it's been more than 14 days since the virus has shown up in Wisconsin. hmm So...
0: We are... Justin and I are likely safe. Um, that and we're very young. I did have a bit of a head cold like a week or two ago, and to be fair, if I did have it because of my age, uh, that's probably what it would have looked like, but I did not have a fever, and so it was unlikely that I had corona. That said, I still avoided going out as, mm-hmm. as much as I could, uh, which again, I hope that if you're listening to this and you're feeling ill uh, during these trying times, do just stay in. Mm. It's not worth it. Because this is incredibly viral. That's that's the biggest issue with this. It's not that it's you know deadly. It's not that it. Well, it is deadly well, to some people. Yes, it's,
1: it's deadly to specific people. But the, the 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 biggest concern about it is that it is incredibly easy to spread it right now, mm-hmm. and it's that because it's incredibly easy to spread, it will spread to those who are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's so the
0: don't hug grandma. Don't don't shake hands with your AIDS friends. Um, babies too. No, you can I, I mean, you should just do a touchdown with a baby. <laughs> I hate babies. Well Ken. <laughs> I mean, if you if you care about the baby, then yeah, don't touch the baby. But you know, I would I would purposefully sneeze on the baby. It needs to I'm 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 for like that Spartan eugenics, you know, you gotta <laughs> just if it if it dies, it dies. Oh my god. Now, because it came from China, there have been a few problems due to like potential racism po- or politically charged yeah, politi- say. politically charged things. And so weirdly, Justin and I have a friend, in fact, not just a friend, I have a girlfriend mm. who is from China. In is- fact, she is, she was born in Wuhan, China.
1: Ain't that a fucking
0: riot audience? And that's it's perfect. Now she has never lived there. Uh, she's adopted. So, you know, she's, she's Chinese in air quotes. She's ethnically Chinese. She looks Chinese, but she's Greek American. Really? Um, uh, but I asked her what she thought about all of this. Uh, her first response was, "She's just happy that people are learning geography uh, and that people know <laughs> where Wuhan is and what you know Wuhan what? is."
1: Fair enough. I didn't know Wuhan existed before this.
0: I I didn't know it existed until I met her, and she was like, "Oh, that's where I was born." I was like, neat. Mm. And then she also told me the province that it's in, and I don't remember that. Um, actually, that's that's fun. How many cities in China can you name? Beijing and Wuhan. And now Wuhan. Yeah,
1: and then I would say Hong Kong, but
0: that's a that's a sticky no. question to, to no. ask: Is Hong Kong in China? Oh, Shanghai. They operate so separately from the from the main
1: body that yeah, is Yeah, Hong
0: Hong Kong and Macau both operate incre- like weirdly independently, but they, they are technically part of China.
1: I mean, even even if you want to take it to pen and paper and say that they are bureaucratically part of china mm-hmm. they are so culturally distinct let me put it at this if if yeah i
0: was administering an exam and one of the question is name five cities in china and someone put in hong kong and macau i would not mark it wrong but i would go like that's technically correct but it's mm-hmm. not correct correct so there's those there's Guangdong, i think i uh,
1: have never heard of that
0: yeah, it's either Guangdong or Guangzhou. Maybe those are both places. And I know they're places in China. I don't know if they're cities in China. This is the thing. China. We just we just don't know a lot of them. Mostly because a lot of the stuff in China is unpronounceable for us. Yeah, for us, it's I'm, not really. I'm positive we've been mispronouncing all of the words already. We that have been said. Now, there's another thing, due to like the racism, possibility. People it, have been calling it the the, the China Chinese virus. virus. The Chinese virus. Yes. And I also asked my girlfriend what she thought about that. She and I had a, a, a long discussion on this, uh, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit because Justin and I, we've been involved in the gaming community for a while, and so we're, we're familiar with elements of this argument. And it's. Well, I just. I would just like to talk about it. And the first element to this argument is she said. Normal people saying the Chinese virus, your average person saying the Chinese virus, it's whatever. Uh, It's not going to hurt anyone. That's not wrong. However, when the president, and again, if you're listening to this in 30 years, the current president is Donald Trump. And he's an incredibly divisive figure Mm. right now. A lot of people would describe him as racist. And a lot of people would describe him as, you know, he's again just he's incredibly divisive mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything else i could say about him that, that would not gather ire from anyone right. so i'm going to just leave it at that uh but if you if you exist today you know exactly what i'm talking about when i say that and he has been insistent on calling it the chinese virus mm-hmm. and anna is upset by that she i think initially said that She's afraid that may inspire some people to act violently or to act in an unsavory manner towards Asian
1: Americans. Now, my, first of all, it's, I think it's important to say why Trump is calling it the, the Chinese virus. And he says his, uh, his main thrust for why he insists on calling it that is because he wants to ensure that. China understands that that is their responsibility for not containing this.
0: Yeah, he's he's basically doing it to put a bit more emphasis on this is the CCP's fault. It's not just, you know, it didn't just come out of China and they had no control over it. They could have done something. Mm-hmm. And, they knew about it long before. Yeah, they, they knew about it since November mm-hmm. or December, and they've just done nothing about it. Now, you could also argue, well, Trump could have done something about this months ago, and he hasn't. And that's correct. Mm-hmm. You know, there's I mean, everyone, every country could have done something about this months ago and they didn't. That's that makes sense. But I I understand and can agree with his reasoning for it. And to be fair to Anna's argument as well, there has been a spike in racially charged attacks against Asian Americans in the US yes now granted this is true this is not after or directly as a result of Trump saying Chinese
1: virus. this is just because the fact that it is Chinese is sort yeah. of a commonly known thing
0: right like everyone everyone knew since January that oh there's a there's the coronavirus going around in China mm-hmm. right like I think Justin and I even may have mentioned it in an earlier episode like right. it's just and we were just aware everyone was aware like oh there's this big virus going around in China. Then it went to Milan and South Korea and all these places, almost said North Korea. No one's in North Korea, so no one's <laughs> going to North Korea, so they, it's hard to spread it there. But I think that the the argument that Anna is making that Trump specifically saying Chinese virus. In fact, there's an image that I've seen, and maybe you've seen it too, I don't know. It's a very funny image, I think, where some someone in his staff is helping him write scripts for something. And they have obviously heard complaints and have maybe explained to him, like, you can't keep calling it this, just say Corona, because everyone wants you to call it this. Right. And a lot of your detractors are going to use this against you. And he has the script in front of him. And, and you can very clearly see he, with pen, scratched, scratched out it. the word Corona and wrote Chinese. Now, I find that just hilarious. I yeah, just that think that's funny. funny. And again, with Trump's reasoning for it, I understand why he's doing it. Now, if your argument was, "Oh, that's a bad look that he keeps doing it in spite of even his staffers are telling him, hey, stop it.'" Mhm. Yeah, yeah, that's a real bad
1: look. That is a bad look. And I also don't 100% agree with the what it's this is a common thing that comes up. I see this a lot in when it comes to talking about extremists on either side, right or left. Mm that I call the shithead argument. Mm-hmm. Which is this idea that oh, the, you know, the president did this thing or or this event happened and it's oh this event in particular or this this statement in particular is going to inspire a bunch of people to start becoming, you know, racist and start mm-hmm. hating, you know, or start
0: acting violently. Right, start acting
1: violently. <laughs> the only problem with that is, is that People who are already like that are only looking for the excuse to go gung-ho. It's No normal, rational person would would immediately start going absolutely haywire. Well, it's, that's,
0: that's sort of the, the thing that I'm thinking is, okay, imagine John wakes up Monday morning, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. Yeah, has his bowl of breakfast, and he is neither wanting nor willing to commit any kind of violent acts towards Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not even something built into him. Right. Even with all this coronavirus stuff going on, he just does not have that desire. Like most people yes. don't, I believe. I hope. I pray. <laughs> know that, like, the majority of people do not, just for no reason, want to go crack an Asian dude over the skull with a hammer. I feel right. like that's, that's an uncommon desire. And then Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., he hears Trump say the words Chinese virus, and then at 9.01 a.m., suddenly he wants to commit violent acts against Asian people. See, that's just absurd. Yeah, like, I don't think that exists. That's That's not a thing. Now, I could see someone who's already a bit racist, or maybe already a bit... On edge. Politically charged. Politically charged or just mentally unstable. And they know there's a virus from China and it's spreading rapidly and going poorly. And they move towards like, oh, now violence and vandalism is acceptable. And obviously those people exist because there has been a spike in crime. Yes. In that kind of crime. So I'm not even saying like, oh, I can imagine that. I know that. That's what's happening. But I think that people are jumping over nothing about the president and again, it is because it is this president. It is entirely yes. because it is Trump. Now granted, I'll go on the record on this. I don't care who hears it. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't agree with most of the things he says. I don't really like him either. Yeah. However, in this one case, I feel like people are overly pushing the this is racist, this is wrong, this is bad mm-hmm. for once. Most of the time when they do it with Trump, it's like, yeah, that's valid. I can totally agree with that. But in this case, I think that they're they're overly pushing it and honestly, if you're Trump, you want this. This is his. This is part of his strategy to stay in the media is everyone's mm-hmm. talking about him. No one's yeah. talking about the virus and no one's talking about what Trump says he wants people to talk about, which is it's China's fault. Mm-hmm. We should be focusing on how China should have, could have, and didn't do anything about this. But instead, it's become entirely well this is racist and it's insensitive to say this and it's all his fault it's all trump's fault for saying it and then people yep. going well no you should be able to say that and then it's all it's all just bringing trump back into the spotlight which is what he wants that's his strategy there yep. is an election coming up after all yep so and that's how he won the previous election was he just stayed in the news constantly and so now he's doing that so this is a smart move for him on like a campaign level uh but on a purely intellectual, hey, that's a bad look level.
1: It's not a great idea. I don't. Know, my issues with Trump are a bit more fundamental. But, I just don't think. I just don't think he's just fit. I yeah. I just don't think he's fit to lead. I, I mean,
0: there's that, and there's also just a lot of his views. I think are wrong. <laughs>
1: but the man, the wall was pushed so hard during his campaign, <laughs> and then he got elected. Like dust in the wind, it, it disappears. Well, like
0: it, I mean, it disappeared and then it came back and it disappeared and it came back. It's like mm-hmm. his weapon of like, I want I want people to pay attention to me again is I'll bring up the wall. Mm-hmm. And then nothing will happen for months. And then he'll bring up the wall again. And it's like, all right. Agree or disagree with the wall. You at least know he's not actually going to be able to do it. <laughs> Which I think is a positive thing. Oh, Christ. I mean, I, I almost want him to lose so I could stop hearing about him. Yeah, I just I'm just tired of it, uh, and I think that, and again, you and I being gamers, we're used to this whole argument of gamers yeah, with a hard R. Gamers, yeah, we're we're used to people making this argument of well, if someone sees or hears this thing. Then they will be inspired to violence, like the Columbine shooters. They played Doom, and Doom is apparently what must have made them violent, and so they they went out and they. Bill Gates did Columbine. Right now, here's <laughs> here's the problem with this. It's the same thing with like the people with Trump saying Chinese virus. Right? I will bet you millions of people have seen Trump say it. What percent of them have now gone out and commit a hate crime against Chinese people? Probably less an than one percent. small percentage. Yes. It's the same thing with the number of people that have played Doom, mm-hmm. and how many of them have shot up their school. Again, incredibly few. In fact,
1: I can only think of, like, I can, two. The the only big one I can think of is
0: Columbine. Right. Now, I'm sure that, again, there have been plenty of shooters, mass shooters, that have played a video
1: game before. I, I would not doubt that. Right, but video games are a massive mainstream industry now. Right. So, like what yeah, everyone plays games, duh, no shit, like that's
0: they played bubble bobble, obviously, they were driven to violence <laughs> like it's it's stupid, it's dumb now, granted, I think there is another demographic of people that may be more inclined to do shitty stuff during this period, and that's people that already are like maybe they're not racist, but they're a bit just I don't know, like they're they're max level Karen's is the way I put it, like they. They're incredibly either self-centered or paranoid or some combination of the two. Mm -hmm. And so they're already not quite like like normal people. They're not about (laughs) to like, you know, completely... They're not about to just, okay, this will be fine. I'm okay with this. And then they see someone of Asian descent like doing something shitty at Walmart or just... Acting a bit like acting slowly or not really doing what maybe they should, sure. and then they overreact because hey, that guy looks Chinese. He could have it because he's from China, and he's so I could see that demographic <laughs> of people suddenly turning into hate crime operators because because of just how on edge they already are as just a standard, and then they have been applied this extra stress. Again, I don't think that's Donald Trump's fault. No. I, this is, again, one of the few times where I will defend him. Uh, this isn't this isn't his fault. It's a bad look. He shouldn't do it. I'm going to say, I'll say that again, too. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm racist. Maybe I, I mean, I do call it the Kung Fu flu sometimes because that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that is pretty good. That's really funny. Uh, and uh, my girlfriend, she loves when I say that because she also thinks it's funny. She thinks it's funny. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is a classic case of Orange Man bad. I think that's, that's what this is. Now...
1: One of the things that's been happening with coronavirus, those of you who have been alive have noticed that uh, things have been getting shut down. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Our school has gone into completely online mode for the Mm -hmm. next three weeks. I just mentioned my sister's school has gone completely online for the rest of the semester. Yeah, same thing with my girlfriend's school,
0: my brother's school. Everyone's everyone's going online.
1: Italy, as far as I understand, has chained all the doors.
0: More or less. Um, Same thing with Spain. And a bunch of stuff got canceled. Yeah, E three,
1: uh, and GamesCon and GamesCon got canceled. Yeah, GamesCon, uh, game the game, not GamesCon. Uh Game Developer, the GDC. Yeah, the GDC, games, GDC. The Game Developers Conference yeah. got canceled. Sorry. Now, for those of you who obviously, if you're listening to a more video game-centric podcast, you maybe follow the the industry more. I actually do like watching a lot of the GDC stuff. Yeah. I Ken Ken has railed me for this before for stuff I try to put in the docket on the script. Mm-hmm. So I like to talk about very dry subjects mm-hmm. and just just sort of mechanical stuff in general. And Ken, Justin, can't be talking about that on the show.
0: Are you about to talk about the PS Five review? We are talking about the PS Five review because okay. that happened this week. Listeners, listeners, I'm going to I'm going to put up a little bit of a, a disclaimer here. All right. No, if you, know you haven't, our, if you haven't seen it, no, no, not that. All right. Some of our listeners I know are not gamers or they don't really play video games, and you know what? That's fine. We love you just as much, and we want you to keep listening to our very popular podcast, of course. Uh, but this is one of those things <laughs> where even if you are not a gamer, this conversation will not be lost on you. Because the entire conversation is going to be how we are fucking lost on what the fuck we watched. And why it exists. So please, help us help us endure this torment. Because good fucking Christ. Oh, it was a riot. It's It was ethereal horror. Oh my god. It was. So this... First off, was it Mark Cerny? What's the man's name? I do not fucking remember. It's this man that looks like... It looks almost like an adult pro Jared. Like he looks like a pro <laughs> Jared if he like got like a man. He looks face. like
1: John Carmack's unsuccessful clone, right? <laughs> yeah, and he he got
0: up and he constantly talks like this. Oh, <laughs> <And> stop! Stop! <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop! And he's that—that's just his voice the whole thing. And right. he has a look on his face that like the emotion doesn't change of like excitement but it was excitement that was taught to someone that doesn't know what that emotion is or what it looks or feels like like someone said okay so it's like you smile a little bit and you have some brightness in your eyes but like he can't quite imitate the brightness he doesn't know what that is right and the entire conference was for half of it for 30 minutes like 30 20 30 minutes he talked about there's an SSD there's an SSD in and the he, PS5 and he explained what an SSD is
1: you guys know what SSDs are we're putting SSDs uh, in in the PS5 now to be fair Xbox did the reveal for their for their new console that's going to have an SSD in, in it as well and it was like a few seconds mm-hmm. like microsoft which made is, a little announcement. which
0: is all it needs to be yes so an SSD for those of you who don't know don't worry it's incredibly simple to understand it's a solid state drive solid state drive it just means it's a storage space that does not have any mo- mechanically moving parts in it. Mm-hmm. Like a cartridge, perhaps. Right. Or, you know, uh, just SSDs that you put in your computer that are incredibly powerful. And they can also be used as RAM, which yes. is like memory games or
1: just any program can access in order to commit tasks. The main benefit of an SSD is that unlike a, a regular spinning hard drive, which has to look for the data by spinning the disk around inside, inside the actual device... An SSD basically operates... The simplest way to think of it is this, it's a big flash drive. Mm-hmm. And you are able to call and pull data functionally immediately. And using a few coding tricks that have existed before this, you can essentially have it act as a extension to your RAM. Mm-hmm. And this was, apparently was worth 30 minutes.
0: Right. No, <laughs> it really wasn't. Like this, the entire conference, everything that he said was like things that have existed already that I need to I need to like walk back every time that I try thinking about this <laughs> because it's stupid. The the main crux of why we don't like this video, this hour long video right. that no one should watch. Literally no one no, should watch.
1: It's it's not for anyone. Even
0: if you are excited for the PS5, don't watch it. No. The the reason why I don't like it is for two reasons. Is that there are two potential audiences they would release this to on YouTube. Or they would go to GDC for. All right. Those audiences are developers. People that are, or developers, yeah, developers. Yes, developers. I said developers five times. Developers. <laughs> I'll say it again. Developers. People De- who work on computers daily developing games. Right. Okay. So they might be interested to know that there is an SSD, that there's ray tracing, that there's whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, they mentioned ray tracing. Yeah, whatever. Till I forgot about that. He talked yeah. about the SSD for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is,
0: if you are a developer, you don't need a thirty minute rundown of what an SSD is. No.
1: Because you've been using them for ten years. It's it even even if you haven't been using them yourself, as a developer it is part of I imagine it's part of your job to keep up with the tech industry. Right, like you you will know. (laughs) Right, you'll know. Understand these things. You don't need to be told this. And the same thing goes for even not developers, just people within the game industry who who keep up with it consistently and a little bit with the tech industry too. Mm -hmm. Like this is something you'll already understand. Yeah.
0: And then there are gamers, there are people who just want to know like, oh, uh, when's the next
1: Horizon game coming yeah. out? Just Whatever. your just your normies who want to know the PS5 is coming out and here's here's where the games for yeah. Which, to be fair, I'd also like to know the games that are planned for launch for PS5 because I need to know how long and also what's planned for about a year out from the PS5's launch because I want to know how long I need to wait until buying one is worth it. Right. Also based on the price, which they didn't mention. No, of course not. Uh, but the 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 gamers
0: group are going to be completely fucking left in the dust if they are not in any way tech enthusiasts or technically minded at all. If you just want to play video games. Again if you're my girlfriend. If you're right. literally you literally if you're if you're my girlfriend and you're like, oh well I'm I'm excited to see when the next Bayonetta's coming out. Sure. And I'm excited to see like what the next Mario Kart's gonna look like or shit like that. And I am too. I want that. I don't want this conference. <laughs> I want I want a Nintendo Direct. I want that. Right. But no, this is you will be watching this and you'll feel like you're at a lecture for a master's level course that you're not in. That's that's what this felt like. This is that's what it felt like. And the thing is, I'm technically minded even I'm like, "Oh, okay, I vaguely understand what you're talking about. But why are you telling me this?" Right. It's, it's why there's that and then also all of the infographics they had were more confusing than if they just oh, didn't have any. They are art. I, like It so is incredible. There's one that we remember where it's a it's like a bar. It's a horizontal <laughs> bar. And underneath it, there are three PS4s. One on the far left with like three concentric, r- red concentric rings, like a line in the middle where there's just no ring. And they're smaller rings. And then the middle one, the rings are larger. And on the... The oh, far right one. Okay. They're the largest there. And then over. And then on this bar. At
1: first, I totally forgot which of yeah, the.
0: Yeah, no. And then on the bar, there's like lines, and then underneath them are images. One is an
1: axe. One is an axe. One, one is a gun.
0: Yeah, one's one a is car. A, one is a bow. One is a car. And one is the biohazard symbol. Right. And then, like, on one end of it, I think where the hatchet is, it's like. It says maximum power. Yeah, max power. And then, like, on the other closer end, to the it's car, it's like minimum power. Minimum power. Yeah. And. That means nothing. No. It is totally fucking meaningless. And I vaguely remember like, oh, he's talking about four specific games. The Axe is like God, God of, of War. The, War the, Car the Car was... Forza or not Gran War. Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah. But, fu- like, infographics are the opposite of that. Infographics are like, I should look at it and without you telling me anything, this should mean something. And it doesn't. <laughs> it means nothing. Oh, uh, it was right. riot. It's a terrible... It, It was a terrifying image. And that's that's what everyone's talking about it on Twitter. What I saw was everyone going, like, what is this?
1: Now, I do want to give this conference and some information that came out after the conference from Sony clarifying a few points. There are two specific things I want to give praise. Mm. I can't think of them. (laughs) Specific thing number one. For those of you who own a PS4, you may or may not know about this feature. The hard drive on all models of the PS4 can be swapped out. The standard hard drive that comes in, in your base PS4 can be swapped out as long as it's also a, I think it's a 2.5 inch drive. Whatever, you can look it up on the internet and you can find out what the hard drive is in in the ba- in any model of the PS4. And as long as you buy another hard drive that is those dimensions and that spec, you can pay extra for one that is larger, or even one that is already an SSD, and Put it in your PS4, and your PS4 will automatically load the firmware, and it and it and it'll run just fine. That was one of the big pieces of praise I gave Sony at the beginning of this generation. I was like, oh my god, you could swap out your fucking this is this is amazing. You, I could swap out components as long as they're the same. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I never used it personally because I never considered it worth it um, to dish out that much money for a component on my PS4, especially considering now I play on PC mostly. But that's that's awesome now they're continuing that for the ps5 apparently the ps5 will have the same thing it's going to release with a standard ssd hard drive in it hard drive a standard ssd in it that is going to be of specific dimension and spec and if you want to upgrade it yourself as long as you buy the same type you are able to upgrade it and put a new one in yourself it's going to do the same thing it's going to load the firmware on it's going to be fine and the Microsoft, the Xbox, um, is also going to have expandable memory, but those expandable SSDs you will have to buy from Microsoft.
0: Yeah, they're proprietary hardware. It's mm-hmm. like the PS2 save cards or anything yes. like that.
1: Whereas with what the PS4 is doing now and what they're saying they're going to do with the PS5, it will be open source as long as it fits, as long as it's, I think it's a 2.5. I yeah. think it's a 2.5 drive and it's, it's a standard hard drive, you can go out and buy it from any company you can find on Amazon or PC Part Picker or whatever and put that hard drive in there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I yeah. think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, obviously, just as a consumer, that's much better than proprietary hardware for obvious reasons. It means that the consumer has more freedom to do whatever they want. That's right. Good.
1: And it's, and I mean, it's just like, even, even if you don't ever touch it, like I've had this PS4 for a bit, and it's like, I haven't needed to touch it. I mean, yeah, loading times are a bit eh, but I kind of expected that. And they're honestly, they're not as bad as they were at launch. Yeah. Oh my god, PS4 loading times back in the early days were so bad. For those of you who were around for the release of Bloodborne. Oh my god, that was bad. Anyway, uh, another thing I really liked was that he mentioned it during the conference that uh, one of the things they wanted to do was backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Now, one of the big rumors leading into this was that the PS5 was going to be backwards compatible all the way to PS1. I remember the first time I heard that, I said, that's fucking bullshit. If
0: you already own a PS3, then you get PS1 and PS2. It's what people if you would, own, yeah. yeah, the base PS3. Everyone's been talking about this Is like, well, we've had this. Mm-hmm. yeah. So why the fuck can't we have it again? I understand that a lot of people are saying... P- the PS3 and its hardware and its architecture was so fucking weird that trying to replicate it is
1: incredibly difficult. But what made the original PS3 uh, weird and expensive was not the fact that it was backwards compatible. It was the fact that it had a bunch of junk no one asked for stuffed into it. Right. There's freaking um, memory card slot. Well, that's, like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Dedicated is memory card. The,
0: the PS. It, it's not the. It's not the PS3's like you know, backwards compatibility that makes it difficult to emulate. It's just the PS3's PS3 that makes it difficult to emulate.
1: Yeah, It is
0: nonsense. And I think that, I mean, what Sony could do and what they should do is just what Nintendo is doing just better, uh, (laughs) is that they could just have, like, a subscription service, like, okay, you pay 20 bucks a year, Mm -hmm. like they do with Nintendo, and you just have access to all the PS1 and PS2 games that we have the rights for. Right. Uh, so, yeah, like, you can play all the Persona games. You can play all of the... All
1: uh, the Twisted Metal old stuff. All the
0: Metal. You can play Shrek 2 for the PS2. Like, whatever. <laughs> you can have You can have everything. It's just so weird that these companies don't do it. See, with Microsoft, they just don't have anything. Like, there, there are no games exclusive for the Xbox, except for, like, Halo, that I can think of. You inside. know, Microsoft
1: has not been good with their first-party developers, which no. is something that they have said they want to address with next-gen, but... How successfully they will do that because they did buy a bunch of studios, mm-hmm. uh, but the last time, as far as I understand, the last time they bought a big studio um, was rare. Uh, yeah, which and didn't they turn ended out so squandering well. Squandering that. Yeah. So that's yet to be seen for how they will handle these new first parties that they're bringing on board. Yeah.
0: But again, and also, okay, so we're ta- we've been talking about Sony's conference for this. What I love that Microsoft did was they didn't even fucking have one. They oh. literally just put online like these are the specs. Yep. That's it. That's that's what this should have been. Instead of having some skin puppet uh, go on stage, being puppeted by some betentacled monster that we will not be able to understand with our mortal minds. uh, (laughs) So, this is incredibly exciting. (laughs) My fucking god, stop! reasons. I I can't. Hey, standard... Solid
1: state drive. Solid state drive. It's, I, I, I also fucking love their graphic for the SSD, which looks nothing like an <laughs> SSD. It looks like a CPU with SSD written on it. Again, for people that maybe... Oh, okay, my God.
0: If you are a person that maybe doesn't know what these mean, um, imagine, imagine you want to have... You want to give someone the mental image of what a car engine looks like. But instead of giving them that, you give them an axle and you write engine on it. That's basically (laughs) what they showed.
1: Yeah, that's basically what they They showed.
0: They showed a metal rod with (laughs) uh, with the word engine on it, and they kind (laughs) of hoped that no one would say anything or notice. Uh, And
1: I love it. But to get quickly back to the last positive I have, Sony has mentioned after the conference they made an official statement about it, saying that a large majority of PS4 games are planned to be backwards compatible. Now, they're only saying this at this point, this does not mean that it is absolutely one hundred percent confirmed. What mm. Sony means by a majority might be different because I have to remember, I, I have to actually look up what the official statement is again. But it's like mm, what they're thinking might be different from what you're thinking mm. because what I've we I've heard think,
0: the the number they
1: used was around a hundred, around a hundred, a mm-hmm. hundred of probably their most I imagine their exclusives, right, and definitely. their most popular titles. Mm-hmm. So, Um, Knack 1 and 2, obviously. Uh, Obviously. Uh, The Order 1886.
0: Mm. Anyone remember (laughs) that? Anyone? I I wonder if... What does that studio
1: do? They... I don't know what they're doing now, but before The Order 1886, they were responsible for the PSP uh, God of War games. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that just...
0: Ain't that a kick in the head? Ain't, ain't <laughs> the, my fucking god, shut up. What was that movie called? Was that the, that was the panda fighter, the little panda fighter. That, was that one.
1: Ain't that a kick in the head? Oh, <laughs> that really that really yeah. shitty animated movie that yeah, really the, sh- the rip-off of uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, yeah. Why do we know this? Because I'm filled with
0: scorn for this universe, and I hope to watch it feel the pain that I do on a daily basis. Anywhat. Uh yes, the PS4. Well, the PS5 will be lightly backwards compatible with the PS4 and probably nothing else. Uh, which I can't imagine is sad. There's no way. At least, the, okay. If I were, if I were like God Emperor of Sony, I would make it backwards compatible with everything. And again, if the PS5 was, if they announced backwards compatible with everything day one, I would buy it day one. Genuinely, yeah. regardless of what games are going to come out for it, I would just get it. Because alright, I could still play my PS1 and PS2 games. Yeah, and there I can, are PS3 games that I want that are still on the market. I don't have my I, PS3 anymore. Yeah, like that's the thing, is I can't there are no consoles on the market
1: now that can play PS3 games. Other than a PS3. Other yeah. than
0: yeah, other than a PS3, but that's not on the market anymore, is it?
1: I mean you can I mean you can get it secondhand. You can find it and I'm sure there are places a lot of um, I know that there are a lot of online companies. I know GameStop does it as a side service mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of people, a lot of companies who do it as like a dedicated thing. I think Amazon does it too, where they get it through someone else. Right. um, Which is refurbished consoles, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a coin toss as it is. Right.
0: But if you're Sony, you're looking at a gold mine you could be tapping and you aren't. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there was that plug and play craze for a little bit, and Sony had actually the worst one with their PS1 one, which didn't have DualShock and didn't have. And like all of them were like glitchy and slow.
1: I, I, okay, I remember what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. after Nintendo released the NES Classic, and then they had the Super NES Classic, mm-hmm. and then the Sega did their version, which was the, the, the Sega Genesis, Genesis yeah. one, and then PlayStation was like, we're going to have a mini version of the PS1, and it's the worst one. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like 20 bucks now, actually. You can go to Best Buy and get it for $20. That's so bad. And
0: it's Yeah, and it's not even worth that. No, it's It's not. a really nice doorstop, is mm-hmm. what I've heard, which is just unfortunate. The thing with the backwards compatibility is there's there is a gold mine. There's a literal gold mine. Like with Nintendo. Nintendo's also not doing it great. No, but really they, they're
1: not. But the, they, this I don't understand even they did this back the last generation with the Wii U this fucking drip feed of virtual console bullshit. Yeah, it made sense Why? with the Wii.
0: It made sense with the Wii because it was the first time they did that and like okay, they need to like upload them in some way, fair enough. I can kind of get it. With the Wii U though, you already have them just dump them on there. With Switch, I understand what they're doing now. They're doing a completely different service. And so, all right, it makes sense to release them maybe differently. But just release it all at once if you're going to have it. I just don't understand. Like, okay, it's... How the Switch home works is you pay $20 a year for online services on the Switch just at all.
1: And then you get the... Then you also
0: get NES and SNES games with that that just come with it. Yeah, a selection of... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And... What I'm asking is, why aren't you doing that with the N64 already? Why aren't we doing that with maybe some GBA games?
1: Which is weird because we know the Wii U was N64 emulatable because yeah. fucking Pokesnap, uh, Pokemon Snap released on it as the console was dying. You don't. You don't even need to look at
0: the Wii U for that. The N, the Wii had that. Yeah, the Wii had that too. Yeah, like it's. I remember Donkey Kong 64 on the Wii. It's not even a question. You can have fuck. You could probably emulate. In fact, I know you could emulate GameCube games on the Switch. Like that's not a question either. You,
1: well, for the Wii, it was not for the Wii U. I think they took this feature out. But for the, the Wii, original, was backwards compatible with GameCube. Well, yeah. that's because half of the Wii's hardware was GameCube right. stuff. Um, they reuse a lot of the. They reuse a lot of the tech they didn't use because the Wii they figured was going to be underpowered anyway. Well, underpowered in mm. reference to what the three hundred and sixty and the PS three right, were doing because
0: they're not really competing with the with those companies
1: anymore. No, they're Nintendo doing
0: entirely their own. thing. Nintendo
1: very much does their own
0: thing, and I actually really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a better idea for Nintendo. I appreciate
1: it when it isn't something like Three Houses. I'm sorry, Ken. Didn't you did you try playing Three Houses? Yeah, er- earlier earlier this week. How'd that go? not well i was bored for one part of it and had a headache in 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 a not a good way for a he- to have a headache and it was just slow and I did, i'm like this is i understand pacing tastes can be subjective but i'm not gonna be able to sit with this through how long is this game ken
0: depends uh it's the my first playthrough
1: was around 80 hours i'm not gonna be sit through that for 80 hours
0: i'm sorry. I mean, okay, so I, I actually watched you play through the intro. Me asking you is mostly facetious. Now, I keep forgetting how front-loaded the entire introduction is because the game has, like, two different sets of gameplay two different modules, I guess you'd say. There's, like, the combat where it's this turn-based grid f- uh, grid strategy uh, gameplay. Babby's first XCOM. Yeah, basically. It's... I'd say it's harder than XCOM in a lot of ways. It's a it lot more be. complicated than XCOM in it a It can of ways. be. Yeah,
1: it definitely can be.
0: Um, what I like about it in reference to XCOM is that with XCOM uh, you don't know what's on the map. And so just you you can just lose an XCOM because you just get blindsided by shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Fire Emblem, you know all the pieces that are on the board. You just need to figure out what they can do and what you're able to do around them. And that's, that's far more interesting in my opinion. Um, but this isn't shit on XCOM Hour. This is shit on Fire Emblem Hour. The thing that I think Fire Emblem does poorly in its intro is that again it front loads everything. It's like, okay, this is where this is how you do fishing. This is how you do gardening. This is how you do um, all of the social link or the supports stuff. Ugh. This is how you do, and all of the and there's a lot of really good writing in the supports. There's a lot of really good writing in all of the game.
1: And the weird thing about it is, is that. Even watching you play it when I when we sitting down on the couch watching you play it, and you're far past the tutorializing mm-hmm. stage where you're you're very much in the meat of the game meat of the game mm-hmm. now, um and I watch you play it, it's like, it's weird because I could sit and watch you play it and I can relax and have have a drink or like be on my be on my phone a bit and, mm-hmm. and watch you play it and and talk about the characters with you, I could not fucking see myself playing that I just can't.
0: It is a very slowly paced game. It is a it is a game where. It's half of the half of the game is combat and the combat is again turn-based strategy which mm-hmm. is I know not Justin's thing. Oh. There's no there's no fast moving anything. <laughs> it's entirely like just all right, I have to figure out how to move these characters and how to do this thing and how to make sure no one dies and how to make sure that you know I can get the best possible result out of this encounter shit like that. And then the other half is you're running around a monastery trying to make sure everyone is motivated, make sure uh, that you're getting social links, make sure your professor level is ticking up, making sure that everyone's learning things. And granted, I love both of these styles of gameplay. I like the monastery stuff because it's just relaxing. It's like My Animal Crossing. It's just watching things tick over and making sure that you're it's, like making all of the things run. It's properly. so
1: weird that I'm not drawn to that that second part of it, the more the more uh, management game aspect mm-hmm. of it. Because I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, that's the thing like, is like
0: with Roller Coaster Tycoon or like a Sim City or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's constantly that it's just one style of gameplay. Whereas with this, it's cyclical gameplay and. You could argue that the cycle kind of ends where the combat begins, where, like, okay, you're doing combat, and then the monastery stuff builds into the combat, where, okay, if you do this stuff, then that means that they'll level up in their weapon abilities, and they use different weapons, and also you can change their class, Mm -hmm. make them better at things, that's great. And then when they're in combat, they fight with each other better if you have higher supports, and then if they're fighting with each other, then you can access more support stuff. In the other half of the game, but that's the only thing that carries into the other half. Right. It's sort of like Persona. That's my biggest problem with Persona, is that while doing the life sim stuff does lightly bleed into the combat, the combat has no bearing on the other half. The, mm-hmm. It all ends at the combat. Right. And so I. Which is weird fucking place to end it
1: for games like that
0: well i i mean the the problem is you'd have to figure out a way to make it then bleed back into the other style the life sim gameplay and that's tough even three houses doesn't do it incredibly well mm-hmm. it does it enough to where i'm like okay this is acceptable you have the support stuff but with persona there isn't a lot of like interplay in that way and so mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to have characters do that. And the other thing that Three Houses does that I like way better than Persona is, in Persona, the only social links is between the main character and other characters. Mm -hmm. In Three Houses, it's every character has supports with every character. Right. And so you could see all these personalities
1: clashing, and that's fun. You'll never be a knight, go find a husband. Oh, my fucking God. That line is, that was so great. Again, I could sit and watch this. I could sit and watch him play, and it's hysterical. Right. Oh, my God, some of these fucking characters are amazing. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Crush your man's skull. <laughs> MVP! Oh my god, that was so funny. Oh my fucking god, is a, that was so, so funny. So there's
0: a scene where a character uh, murders a, a jobber, just like some random soldier, yeah. by crushing his skull with his bare, bare hand. And uh, then after
1: that whole cutscene is over, it like gives like he, the result screen. Yeah, and,
0: <laughs> every, and every match... Some character will be the MVP, which will be just whoever killed the most other characters. And it was the guy who crushed the character. It
1: was so funny. It was
0: so fucking funny. Now, speaking of skull (laughs) crushing, uh, a game recently came out that has unspeakable amounts of
1: violence. Ooh, Justin gets to talk about a good video game. Yes. (laughs) No, some of you might have been wondering uh, a a couple of minutes ago why the fuck was Justin playing Three Houses? Justin has made it clear in the past. This is not his style of game. We know he's just going to bitch and there you go that's what he did. Why was he playing three houses? I was playing three houses to sort of lower my
0: what libido. I
1: guess yeah, lower my libido.
0: <laughs> Do you know what the word libido means just Kind
1: of sort of. Anyway, I played it so I'm like I need to I need to lower my my standards for video games real quick before I go and I play the Midnight Launch. Of Doom Eternal, I was so fucking excited. You have no idea. Now, Jess, I'm going to interview you about this game.
0: Go ahead. Because I have not. Okay, the last Doom game that I played uh, was What's... Doom Two. I was just supposed to say it was the, Doom most, 3. the most recent one that has ever existed is Doom
1: Two. You haven't touched Doom Sixty Four at all, have no, you? No. Okay.
0: I I really like the first two Doom games and Final Doom and Ultimate Doom. I think those are I think those are great.
1: No ultimate doom, uh, die, die, flesh consumed is, 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 is some levels in inner ass. Um, yeah, but
0: it's still it's still a good game. Like I still enjoy. Yeah, it. it's
1: still solid. Yeah. It's still good. So,
0: I I am vaguely aware of Doom twenty sixteen because Justin talks about it a lot, and I've just
1: seen a lot about it, and I want to play it. It and is so good, but this new game, I I, and I know a lot of people have said this. Uh, a lot of people said this in the past. It's just like, you will not be able to go back to Doom 2016. And while I will probably still be willing to go back and play Doom 2016 every once in a while, its it takes everything that game did and it either addresses issues or took, takes what they did right and amps it up. It is... So what what issues would you say have been addressed? What were issues you had in, 20,
0: in Doom 2016 that are now no longer an issue uh, in Doom 2020?
1: The The way they do difficulty so in doom 2016 even on the higher difficulties it became easy towards the end once you had all the upgrades and had all the weapons and the developers were only able to throw so many monsters at you in arenas and a lot of the bigger monsters needed special arenas for them to even be spawned into the best example is the baron of hell he was the biggest non-boss enemy in doom 2016 and the developers have said that they needed to they needed to design encounters around the fact that he is there because he is so big Doom Eternal doesn't have that. Doom Eternal doesn't have that problem. You are, you are having the shit kicked out of you from beginning to end. The game is an assault, and I love it. One of the other things uh, is just from Doom 2016. I felt like a lot of the alt fires I never really used all that much. That's kind of the case in Doom Eternal. I found myself definitely swapping alt fires or weapon mods as they're called, uh, swapping them a lot more in this than I did in, in 2016. But even after my first playthrough, well. Playthrough, quote unquote, as you'll as I'll discuss in a second. I just there were some I didn't even touch, like the the ballista, which is like this game's railgun, has a version where you can charge it up and it fires out a big horizontal beam that cuts through a bunch of like smaller guys at once. I never use that. The plasma gun has a microwave version where you can hold on an enemy and pump them with energy and then they explode. Uh, I never use that one mainly because it locks you down; you can't move. Mm. Um, which in this game. Is a death sentence because <laughs> one of the ways they keep you moving now, and they kind of did this in Dune 2016, but it's more noticeable here, is that uh, everything, even like from the smaller thrall dudes all the way up to like the, the high tier enemies, if anything is, is melee, it is, it is going to hurt. Even the smaller thrall dudes can take off like like a good chunk of your health if they run up and slap you. It is, and obviously, it's meant to keep you moving. They don't want you standing still, right? Because if it's like, oh, if you're standing still, we're just gonna kill you. You're just gonna be dead. And I really like that. Now, I did put my first playthrough, as you heard in quotes, previously. Mm. That's because I have actually yet to beat the game. Not why are you bad? Not for lack of trying. No, 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 no. Not for lack of trying. Um well you I mean you can try and still fuck up. The last level uh which is called the Final Sin hmm. has the loading screen before it and how Doom Eternal does it when it loads into a level is there'll be a main loading screen that loads up to 100% and then it'll say click space and then you click space and then it's a black screen for like a half a second and then you load into the level. For the Final Sin on my computer however because my computer is slightly slightly below the recommended specs The final level will get to the loading screen. It'll load to 100%. It'll say press space. And I'll press space and it'll go to the black screen. And it'll crash. It'll crash straight to my desktop. And I had no idea how to fix this until just... Like three hours ago, Hmm. I was browsing around and I finally found someone who had the exact same issue I had. There are a lot of people reporting crashes. There are a lot of people reporting little visual bugs, but no, but they were all in relation to other things. People crashing on startup, people crashing on making a new save file, those sorts of things. And other little visual hiccups that I wasn't having, which was weird because considering my computer is technically underpowered, I have not been getting any of the weird... Uh, graphical effects that other people have been saying one of the most common ones as far as i understand is that a lot of uh particle effects will sometimes appear to just be pitch black i haven't i haven't gotten that yet um i do have the thing where if you move into an area really fast some of the enemy models are still in low poly mode which i do get but as far as i understand that is a feature of the new engine in order to manage the power so i don't consider that a bug i just consider that my pc being bad but this though I had no idea if it was a bug or my PC being bad. And then I finally found somebody who had the exact same issue I had, and they had this thing where if you put this entry into the console command, it'll force the game to load that level, basically. Hmm. Now, the issue with that is that that what that console command does, as far as I understand from this Reddit post and this one other Steam community post, so again, not developer speaking, random people on the internet speaking, but it did work to load me into the level, Mm -hmm. um, is that... What this command does is that it forces the game to take logs of whatever certain major events happen within the game and keep track of them rather than not doing that in the normal game. Mm. Now, the issue with that is that as you're playing through, whenever you enter or leave a combat encounter, the screen will just freeze for a solid three seconds or maybe longer and then let you continue. Now, I was playing through the last level and that was really annoying But I wanted to finish this game to talk about it, and I wanted to see the end. But as I'm playing through this last level, and I keep having that issue of having it freeze a little bit and whatnot, it was like, okay, you get to the final boss, and he's there. And now it's freezing all the time, and it's basically unplayable, and I can't fight the thing. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't. So... You didn't. I, I stopped there. But I have seen I have seen the final boss. I haven't beaten him, but I have seen enough, a large majority of the game to to be able to talk about it. Um, and I am on my second playthrough now to get up to the final level and then probably stop again. <laughs> um, I am playing through on the hardest difficulty now. And uh, now that I have a better understanding of my key binds are right, and I know uh, I have a better understanding of how fast the combat is compared to Doom 2016, because that did throw me off at the beginning. Was that stuff is just faster now? It's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. I can't I can't wait to play through it again. Haven't tried the multiplayer yet. Um, I'm kind of holding off on it because I hear that the netcode and servers right now are just kind of eh, and they're not really that good to be on. And I didn't really care about the multiplayer to begin with. It yeah, I feel kind like of... if you're playing
0: Doom, in general, it's not like Quake or COD where the majority of why you're playing the game is for the multiplayer, right? Or Mario Kart, where the entire game is multiplayer. Multiplayer. Uh, if you really think about it, uh, the Doom is single player, where there is it also happens to be multiplayer.
1: Well, I mean, it's. I mean, the original Doom coined the term deathmatch, and it was also the original Doom that a lot of college campuses at the time had to ban the game because it was too much weight on their servers. Doom deathmatch, Doom multi. The original Doom and Doom two multiplayer was huge mm-hmm. but then what ended up happening was quake came out and counter-strike came out and half-life came out which had a decently successful multiplayer mm. and people just stopped playing the original doom multiplayer um but of course the games are still known for the single players so to, to completely discredit to be like oh nobody plays doom for the multiplayer is false but
0: well it's it's false for the past twenty years. Yeah, put it at that. Yeah, basically, it, it's it's been false for long enough that it is false. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. For the for the original Doom in the nineties, uh, it it may have been you know more more acceptably popular. I, not acceptable, just more popular mm-hmm. uh, to play Doom multiplayer. I I don't foresee it becoming the new COD. I no, for- it's not. Yeah. It's not trying to. No, and that's good. It's not. I don't think they should be competing for the same space because no. that's not where they
1: are. Um, however, one of the things uh, that has that it came with Doom Eternal because I pre-ordered it like a few hours before the game actually came out um, is that you get the 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 first official PC port of Doom sixty four, which this version is running on the same. As far as I understand, it is basically the same engine. It is basically the same game as Doom sixty four ex which was a very popular port from a few years ago for Doom 64 to PC. That was a fan thing that was free to download. I don't know if it's still available now that Bethesda has their mitts on it. Right. Um, But that's what it was. And from loading into Doom 64's menu and taking a look at it, as far as I understand it, is Doom 64 EX the official version? Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I actually am planning on going through and playing through Doom 64 again now is uh, you I, mean Doom Eternal again? No, Doom, Doom 64. Okay. So I played Doom 64 before. Mm-hmm. And well, yes, I'm playing through Doom Eternal again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this official, quote, PC version of Doom 64 that released at the same day as Doom Eternal has extra levels on it. That apparently tie into Doom Eternal's lore story, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. All I care about is holy shit, new levels for Doom 64. Because of that original lineup of Doom games, I do think Doom 64 is the consi- the consistently best one. Huh. Um, and I've kind of said this, I've kind of mentioned this before a little bit. I think maybe. So you have the game, the Doom games that run on the original engine or a modded version of the original engine, which are Doom One. Which is Ultimate Doom, which is episode Mm -hmm. one, two, episodes one, two, three, and four. Which four was the one that was die flesh consumed, which is the add-on. You have Doom Two, you have the Final Doom, which which is the Plutonia Experiment and TNT Evolution, Mm -hmm. and now you have Doom Sixty Four. And if you want, and then there was also um, there was a Doom Sixty Four. There was an extra, not Doom Sixty Four. There was an extra set of levels for Doom Two released back when Doom Three released. I haven't played through those yet. Um, and then if you want to count Sigil 2, you can. You could say, oh, well, if you buy Doom 1, if you buy the new versions of Doom 1 on the consoles, on the Switch and the PS4, mm. you, you get Sigil. So, that's, yeah, it's it's official. It's kind of a gray area. Yes, John Romero did make it, but it's you you can't run it on the original engine. You have to run it through a modded engine, hmm. essentially, to get it to work. Because he made it with a... With I actually don't remember I actually don't know what engine made it. In. I play all my old stuff through GZ Doom. But yeah. And and then Doom 64. Uh and those are the those are the official releases and of the main official releases Doom 64 in my opinion is the most consistently good. I think the original Doom has some great peaks. There are some awesome there are some awesome levels and awesome moments in it, but it also has quite a bit of trough. Hmm, and yeah. And Doom 2 for me was kind of just flatline hmm. it was kind of just you turn the game on and you got up to that level of oh okay this is cool but the game never it dips that every once in a while there are some level in Doom there are some levels in Doom 2 that I just I fucking can't
0: see I, I completely disagree I think Doom 2 is way better than Doom 1 it's definitely
1: longer and it it is it is
0: as we know longer does
1: mean better and uh-huh. I do like the new monsters and obviously they added the super shotgun to Doom 2, which those are, are staples now for the series. You right. have to have those, like the Revenant and the Mancubus and yeah, those are just the arachnotron. Like those are just staple yeah, enemies. it's like a
0: Pokeball. Yeah. You can't not have it.
1: Those are just staple enemies and items of the, of Doom now. But man, Doom 2 is just eh. And then uh, you have the Plutonia, you ha- not Plutonia, but then you have the final Doom, which is the uh standalone the two standalone campaigns tnt evolution is just boring (laughs) they are just massive labyrinthine levels and they're just boring um and then you have plutonia which for those of you who don't know plutonia was uh designed by a by i think it was one dude anyway they were modders they were doom one modders Mm -hmm. and they were their campaign for doom 2 was officially sanctioned by id and then sold um and Plutonia was designed for people who had beaten Doom 2 and wanted an extra challenge. Mm-hmm. And so Plutonia is meant to be very hard. I like Plutonia. Uh it's not perfect and there are some levels that are just really not good. Right. Um but I I do like it for its purity. It's a, this is this is the hardest challenge you can have for the for Doom 2 if you want to play it play through it on ultraviolence or whatever and we will fucking pound you if that's what you want. And I enjoy that cuz that is what I want.
0: Uh, now, getting back on to Doom Eternal, uh, is there anything about Doom Eternal that you, aside from the technical
1: issues... Mm, I've had technical... Well, right. that's just because my PC bad. Is it because you... Have you confirmed it's because PC bad or is it because game bad? My processor. It's not because game bad because there are other people who are within spec who are running this game just fine. Okay. Um. Uh, then then my next question would
0: be, aside from technical issues, are there anything, is there anything about the game that you don't like or you've been disappointed by. Hmm. In fact I have to think about it is hard. Well, there is, I mean, you've told me about this, there is one enemy in the game that is a
1: bit divisive. Uh, yes, the, uh, the Marauder. Um, he is a bit of a divisive enemy. I think he's, after, when I originally encountered him, I'm like, oh my god, he's hard. I can understand why people are bitching about him. But after playing through the game more, he's fine. Um, he's actually not that hard once you understand what how to actually do damage to him. It's you kite around him until he goes for a melee attack, at which point his eyes glow and he makes a little ping, he makes a little zing sound to say that he's vulnerable. And you shoot him with the ballista and then you quickly switch to the super shotgun and you run up and blast him with that. And you get those two shots in before he's able to put his shield up again. And he's down in like three hits. Right. Um. So yes, he is... He is meant to be a harder enemy. He is meant to chase you down, and he has a dog that he can summon. He throws explosive axes at you, and if you get close to him, he blasts you. He has his own gun; mm-hmm. he blasts you with his own gun. But as far as I understand, he really serves the same purpose as this game's cyber demon, which they call the—they call him the tyrant now. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a cyber demon. He looks—it's the same thing as the old cyber demon from like Doom Two, or, or or Doom One, mm-hmm. um, or Doom One, right? And it's. It's just uh, they fill the same purpose. They are an enemy that when they appear in the level uh, or when they appear in a combat encounter, they take immediate priority. Because unlike other enemies, they can either reach you or attack you from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one of the things you learn as you play through the game is that a lot of the different kinds of demons have blind spots that you can exploit. The Revenant's missiles, for example, are easy to dodge from far away. Uh, the Mancubus is also the same way; its projectiles are easy to dodge from from far away. The Hell Knights and the Barons, for how big and muscly they are, um, if you use a little dash around them and basically treat it like rolling in a Dark Souls game, mm-hmm. you won't get hit by anything. <laughs> if you're just like you could hug them and dash in between them, and they'll they'll try to jump around and stomp on you and pound you. you can, they just can't and dash in between you. But the 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 Marauder and the Tyrant, the mm-hmm. Cyber Demon, though their big thing is that they come into play and they can hit you from anywhere. The Cyber Demon has a wide variety of attacks that can hit you from anywhere else in the arena, and the Marauder will just chase you down. He is just fast. He will, he can outrun you. He's one of the few enemies that can outrun you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great way to have the player have an enemy that is like. They're here now. You have to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Now I do like the Cyber even better because I don't like the fact that you have to wait for the marauder to perform an action mm-hmm. in order to do something. I would rather have it where, as long as as long as my movement is good and my weapon switching is good and my aim is good, I can just beat the shit out of this thing until it's dead. That's not to say a cyber demon is an easy fight because mm-hmm. it isn't. Especially when you got nine thousand terriers nipping at your heels, you right. got the imps and the soldier dudes around you trying to do their own thing, but. The cyber demon is never just like no, you can't do that. It's res- I think it's still resistant to splash damage, like it was in the original Doom, so you can't damage it with splash damage. You have to hit it directly to damage it. Mm-hmm. But even then, you can still shoot it till it dies. It's still like if you if you finesse around it and play around it, you right. can still bring them down.
0: Whereas the Marauder, I think you you didn't quite explain this, but I think the Marauder, it's you need to manipulate its behavior in a certain
1: way. Yes, so. What, what the Marauder does is that he has he has his axe that he throws. He has his, sh- shot, his own little version of the shotgun. And he has a dog and a shield. And then this shield is up all the time except for one instance where you can attack him. And anything you shoot at that shield is reflected off. It's your everything proof shield. They don't want you attacking him then. And when you're far away from him, he will either throw his axe, which you just dodge out of the way of... Or he summons his dog, which will chase you down and bite you, which dog goes down pretty easily. I'm not mm-hmm. too worried about that. It's just another enemy, really. Um, it's just like in real life. It's just ah, just like real life. <laughs> um, and then if you get really close to him, he'll blast you with the shotgun and knock you back. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you, you kind of kite him, you kind of bait him mid-range mm-hmm. to do an axe swing. And when he's in the swing animation, that's when you get the little sound effect, and then that's when you're able to shoot him and then he staggers and you're able to do damage to him for like another like half second until he puts a shield back up and you have to play that song and dance with him. I like the idea of attacking an enemy during a when they're attacking you mm-hmm. puts them in a worse state. I think that's cool. Basically it's a parry.
0: Right. I think that's really cool. However, it's the when it's not in that state, you can't hurt it at all, mm-hmm. is a bit of a pisser.
1: It's the fucking everything-proof shield that pisses me off. Yeah. And, I mean, I say pisses me off, I think he's fine. Right. I, I, and I, And they never put you in a situation where it's him and a bunch of other larger demons. Every encounter I've had with him has usually been towards the end, when you've cleared out a lot of the big guys, and then they spawn him as, like, the last hurrah of this certain combat arena. Mm-hmm. And then it's just him, and then you have... You have, you have the trash mobs, obviously, and you need the trash mobs. They're more part of the gameplay loop now because that's how you get ammo and health back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once a lot of the big demons are dead, then they put him in and it's like, okay, you and the Marauder are going to do your one-on-one now. Right. And that's fine for that sense. And they, they understand that the everything-proof shield does kind of make him a bit troublesome to fight with a bunch of bigger monsters. Mm-hmm. So they don't put him in with the bigger monsters, but... It is still kind of. I think it is still a little BS.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, with with how the Marauder functions, I could see it as a really good boss or mini boss, which like, they they basically treat him as one. Yeah, and that's that is exactly its place. It is. It is. It isn't another cyber demon. It's. It's a boss. It's right. a boss character. And that's the thing is with shooters. It's difficult to make bosses because with how shooters work, mm-hmm. like that's just. That's not really anything you can make interesting. It's just a bigger enemy with a bigger health bar most of
1: the time. Doom Eternal's boss battles try to do something. Uh, what they do is, um, what they'll do is, they'll have the boss battle that'll have multiple phases where you have the boss in the arena, and the arena will just be like any other combat arena with trash mobs and other monsters spawning into it, and you still have to fight the boss. I think this is the best way to do it because you still have that massive boss encounter where you have where the boss has specific weaknesses and specific waves that you have to adapt to, but you're still in the normal combat arena gameplay loop of chainsawing for ammo, glory killing for health, and lighting them on fire for for armor. You're still in that normal loop, but now what they're doing is that they're mixing up this normal loop by saying, okay, we're gonna have our one big enemy here now. Mm-hmm. Now what Doom Eternal does is that a lot of the uh, a few of the enemies that you encounter. Uh, as bo- in a boss capacity, do appear later as normal enemies. The two are the Marauder. He first appears as a boss encounter, and then after that, he just appears as a normal en- as a quote unquote normal enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Doom Hunter, which is the big dude on the the giant robotic tank, and he's got the upper body and he's got a big chainsaw. He appears first as a boss encounter, and then after that, weaker versions of him appear as a regular enemy. And it's kind of like Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That guy, okay. What you just described—that—that that is like how I imagine I would live my life if I
1: lost my legs. <laughs> so I'd just be like, I want tank treads. He doesn't have tank treads. He—he's on his—it's his upper torso on a hover tank.
0: Oh, it's a hover
1: tank. Yes, okay. and you can. Well, that's not real. You well, can, no, but it's cool. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, grant, like, it's, I'd be like the
0: realer version of that is like I would just want tank treads. You're—you're you're a centaur. It, but centaur implies horse. You're—you're a
1: centaur. You're tank.
0: <laughs> Which part of centaur is the horse part, is the thing, like the word centaur? Oh, oh, fuck. What's the etymology of the word centaur? I actually don't know. You know what? I'll ask. I'll ask my girlfriend. She's Greek. I'll ask her later. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So outside of bosses and whatnot, do you, uh, do you have any finishing words, or do you have anything else to say about
1: Doom Eternal? <sighs> there aren't a lot of shooters made like this anymore. And one of the reasons I really latched on to Doom 2016, and now I'm latching on to Doom Eternal, is... Well, I really, really like Doom Eternal, and you should absolutely go play it. It's hard, because it doesn't leave the same impact. Even though it is, in, in every objective measure, it is a better game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it left the same it left the same impact well, for me as Doom 2016. Of course not, because Doom
0: 2016 was the first one in a long time that
1: did exactly that. Ah. Uh, Doom 2016 was like a fucking wake up call. Yeah, it's um, like
0: it was the first in a while
1: triple A shooter that was of that caliber and of that mm-hmm. type. As uh, the meme boomer shooters, you know the, mm-hmm. the the classic style old school shooters. Nobody, or even you could call them like arena style shooters that focus on movement and different enemy types, mm-hmm. rather than being more realistically set. It's like. Nobody, there aren't a lot of companies making shooters like that right now outside of a few in the indie scene.
0: Yeah. Like the only, in fact, the only major company I can think of that does that is Bethesda's
1: id. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Even even within, it's not even consistent within id. Because they also made Wolfenstein. The and Rage. Blood. Yeah. And Rage 2, which for as... I have heard literally nothing about Rage 2 ever since it came out. It's fine. <laughs> Gets They tried to do Doom 2016 in... Uh, They try to take Dune 2016's combat, as far as I understand, Mm -hmm. uh, and do it in an open world. But, of course, that has pacing issues, and that has the problem of you're driving around in a big, empty, open world. And they also tried to make the combat um, more grounded, where you have, like, you know, you have aim down sights and and reloading and and stuff like that. And the enemies are not as creative. They're just kind of dudes with guns. Every once in a while, you get, like, a big mutant dude. But it's like, oh, we're going to try to—we're going to try a bit— we're going to try to take the Dune 2016 combat and make it, you know, a bit more grounded. But that's exactly what made Dune 2016's combat fucking awesome. So that it's not grounded. It's not grounded. At it is all. It is purely... Because it does not make sense that cutting a dude in half with a chainsaw gives you ammo. <laughs> It does not make sense that lighting someone on fire and then blowing them up gives you armor. Mm -hmm. It does not make sense that you're able to double jump and dash and swing on monkey bars and then bounce off a bounce pad and be moving at 500 miles an hour. And it doesn't make sense that this giant dude with um, swords for hands is two stories tall and he's barreling at you. None of it makes sense Mm -hmm. in real life. Right, but then you get in the game and you start to understand. Ah, this enemy does this, and this enemy does this, and mm-hmm. they work together. And it's then it's not about being grounded; it's about it is an arcade sensibility that we just don't have a lot of now. Mm. And I really miss not just in shooters, just in games. In games, I, one of the big reasons I was uh, very disappointed with God of War Four, the recent one on the PS4, was that it abandoned a lot of its. Arcade-ish heritage.
0: Yeah, it is. It is very much like one of the Harry Dad games. It's. It is a, a. It's like the Last of Us, but mm. God of War, which is not Everyth- God of War.
1: I don't know, and it's just. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bitch here for a second, mm-hmm. but man, it's just like a lot with stuff with the triple A scene. Everything that comes out now has to be this grand adventure and it's gotta be we're gonna, you know, the, the Harry Dad game like you said, mm. it's gonna be this this grand adventure and it's gonna be a bit more grounded a bit more emotional, it's just like and that arcade sensibility of pure mechanics, what feels good to play and with that Harry Dad game mentality a lot of the slickness is gone as, I, as I've said previously I am an apologist for the original Quake because even 20 years on and for the flaws that that game has, there are very few things that can compete with it for how slick that game is to play. And that's, for me, what it boils down to. <laughs> Kenneth has a bit of an I'm
0: I'm not entirely sure I would call Quake slick to play. It is play. so smooth. I, uh, I feel like we play different games. Uh, now, granted, I'm bad. I'm bad at a lot of shooters <laughs> and a lot of video games. So it could be that. Right. Like, I I heavily lean on the I have to go back in time thing in three houses.
1: I uh, mean, even in something like Quake Champions, even, like, that game now still being kind of sort of hanging on, it's kind of sort of teetering over the edge of death, and, like, it doesn't have a lot of players, but every once in a while I load into it, it's like, oh, my fucking God. There, In terms of movement in that game and, and how smooth the aiming feels and how much options you're given in terms of being in traversal, with the the strafe jumping there are very few things that come close to how good that game feels to play
0: yeah now there's something else that came out this week
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh I oh this is dumb this is so dumb so uh Thursday they released the demo for uh the resi 3 remake that's gonna be coming out um, they released both the single-player and the multiplayer demo, and Ken and I took one look at the multiplayer demo. What do we say, Ken? Nah! 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 Nah, no, not gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, we played the single-player demo. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but before we played the single-player demo, on Wednesday night, I fired up my PS2, and I put in my disc for Resident Evil 3, and I played it. <laughs> I was there. And <laughs> I, I remember playing it in high school. And enjoying it moderately. I also played RE1. On the PS1 in high school. And I I remember both of these games being old. I remember them being like. Oh. No one would make a game like this now. Uh, But I also remember. Way back when. the, um, The Resident Evil 2 remake. Way back when the Resident Evil 2 remake. Was being announced and being made. A YouTube commentator. The Gaming Brit. He said he would much rather Resident Evil 2 remake be in the same exact gameplay style that Resident Evil 2 was and all the PS1 Resident Evils were. Kind of like how they did the Resi 1 remake. Right. And I also thought like, hey, that's a good take. I like that idea and it would be interesting and actually scary and very well done. And then I played Resident Evil 3 a few nights ago and I actually tried playing it again earlier today. And I realized how wrong I was, because good fucking Christ, these games have aged horribly badly. Yes, that's now, why they're remaking them, kind of. Right. Now, the, the thing is, if you're making a horror game like Resident Evil 1, like a just flat-out horror game, then that control scheme can make some sense, because it is restricting. It is incredibly restrictive, it's incredibly difficult and unwieldy, and that is the point. And I could appreciate that. Resident Evil 3 is not a horror game, though. There's a lot of enemies in it, and there's a lot of, like, just tight corridors Mm -hmm. where you can't escape from enemies very easily due to the control scheme. So, as a result, the game is incredibly difficult, not because it's well-designed, not because it's made with challenge in mind. It's, It's hard because it's technologically inferior to what we have today. And that's really disappointing, because I remember enjoying it, and there are things about it that I enjoy. For example, it's stupid, it's incredibly dumb, and I love that. nemesis. So, yeah, it's called Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, because the entire, like, the crux of the game is there's a big monster constantly following you around, and it's not like, what is it, Mr. X in Resident Evil 2?
1: Yeah, Resident Evil 2, Mr. X.
0: Yeah, no. It's not like Mr. X, because Mr. X is just another character. It's like, Mm -hmm. just another, like, no re3 the main villain is nemesis and yeah. he's he's genetically designed and modified to hunt down the members of stars uh it was like the main characters the of, special police force the yeah, special police force in the resident evil series Uh, As a result, he is only capable of saying one word. What word is that, Justin? Stars.
1: Yes. God, the first time I heard that, I thought that was so fucking dumb.
0: Yeah, it is. And I love it. That's Resident Evil. That's the real Resident (laughs) Evil. It's fucking stupid. That and RE4. Right. And RE4 is also fucking stupid. That
1: little squealy dude. Yeah, the midget Napoleon. That's great. Oh my god. That's also
0: awesome. Like, Resident Evil is at its best when it's fucking stupid. (laughs) Alright? And Resident (laughs) Evil 3 is fucking stupid. All of the Resident <laughs> Evil games are fucking stupid. stupid and right. I love them for that. That is that that is that to a T. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It is majestic. Okay? And so I played this and I'm like, this is borderline unplayable and incredibly difficult, and I couldn't really get through the first chunk of it. I didn't even meet Carlos. Uh, or Carlos. Car- does Carlos
1: know. matter. Car-
0: Carlos does matter. Carlos okay. is Carlos is an important character later in the game. Um And that's the thing is the the remake, it starts in a weird spot. You start in like the middle of the game, the demo, you start in the middle of the game where you're on the train with Carlos and the special forces member. And then it dumps you out to the mansion, which is at the start of the game. So like I'm the, the, the RCPD building, which is at the start of the game. So I'm a little confused at what the timeline is going to be for the game and what they're going to do with it. Um, that might be interesting. As far as I
1: understand, Resident Evil, the re
0: 2 remake was beat for beat. Yeah, yeah, RE2 from what I know is entirely just Resident <laughs> Evil 2. Uh, even with like the two different gameplay, uh, sections. Like that's, that's great. And I hope that RE3 does the same thing. I don't know if it will. Uh, but Justin was the only one that played the demo. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe the demo?
1: Uh, as a shooter, I, th- I mean, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm, it's obviously I was playing it on the you have the you can play it through a PC which I might go back and do just to see how how the how all the controls are different just for my own curiosity so I played through it on the just the regular PlayStation plaid uh, my I haven't played a shooter on console for a bit uh, so my aim was a bit off at the first minute or so but then I got back in the groove of it and it feels like I'm playing Resi 4 it feels like I'm playing a bit smoother more refined version of Resi 4.
0: Do you have any other thoughts on it beyond that?
1: Uh, Nemesis is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, and they also took... And I don't know if they did this for the Resi 2 remake, because they didn't play the Resi 2 remake, but uh, they took the sort of... The way the inventory is done is taken from uh, Resi 7. Hmm. I don't know if that's a new piece of information or not, but and I ne- didn't play Resi 2 remake, so I don't know if it did the same thing. Yeah.
0: Now, I know that one thing you were... Thinking about is do they plan on remaking RE four after this? Ah, uh. see the thing is with with RE two and RE three, you can make a really good argument for remaking them. Yes, you can make you know it's like it's like remaking Pokemon's gens one two and three. Mm-hmm. Is that the gameplay has changed in the modern era so much that the game does kind of need to be remade. Um. And it's less like um, Final Fantasy VII, where the only thing that needs to be updated about it is graphically. Because, like, in terms of gameplay, Final Fantasy VII is fine mm-hmm. for its genre. It's like, oh, okay, that's what people want from it, and that's what people expect from it. The thing about RE2 and 3 is that, like I discovered this week, RE3 is incredibly outdated in terms of gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to play it normally, and so... You can, you can look at that and go, okay, that needs to be remade if people want to still experience this narrative and still want to experience the totality of Resident Evil. That makes sense. Um, whereas RE4 has still aged pretty well, from what I understand. I've never played it.
1: Um, yeah, I have the PC version. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it still plays pretty well. So I feel like remaking it would be pointless. Maybe a graphical update or something yeah. like, okay, I could see that. Like a remaster. They've
1: already re released it on the new consoles.
0: Right. So I feel like that's the other thing, is like RE three is I think the original is not really available on anything.
1: Like no, you have to s-
0: you have to either emulate or have it on a PS1 mm-hmm. like I do. So that's that is the trouble with RE three, and that's probably the best argument you could have for remaking it, is that it's outdated and accessing it is incredibly difficult. Yes. So to answer a question that you posed to me, uh, no, I don't think they are going to remake e- RE4 because I think it's just doing it would be asinine. It would just be pointless. You know, There there are plenty of games that are like, oh, if they remade it entirely from the ground up, mm-hmm. I would be so happy because it needs it. Right. Uh, and RE4 isn't one of them. RE3 is one of them, mm-hmm. but RE4 is just like, eh, there's no point. Right. like stockpiling toilet paper it's like it's it's a very strange new currency we're going to be using yeah it'll be like that chinese currency where you had to like you know run a string through it you have like certain length it's like this this is a hundred dollars but
1: instead it will have lengths of toilet paper yeah it'll
0: be a meter of toilet paper that's a hundred dollars all right god i'm so happy we got toilet paper before uh the apocalypse happened
1: it is so funny it is it is so funny. I don't toilet, get the
0: fixation on toilet paper. I really don't.
1: Toilet paper is gonna run out. Hand sanitizer is gonna run out before we know it. The end of April is gonna be here, and you're. Just, it's just gonna be stars. <laughs>